Well, hello. Welcome back to Point of View Uncensored. Again, my name is Dr. Renaissance, and I have my co-host with me, and I let them explain them. I let them introduce themselves. How y'all doing? It's Kimante Martin. Jason Roberts. And, and then we and have uh, Jake, Jake Glazier, or otherwise known as Dr. Jake. Yes. So we have, as you can see, we have Dr. Jake. He's on our Zoom. Uh, uh, he's on our Zoom. Uh, we'll go back to that later. But uh, yes. So one thing we want to talk about in this next episode, this is our second episode, and we want to talk about is the drug abuse in the rap culture. So we just recently found out that DMX um, has passed away, um, and a lot of people believe it's due to his his drug abuse. And um, we look through other rappers in our in our culture. You know, we look at Lil Wayne. You know, we look at all these other rap artists where they talk about drugs and they actually abuse drugs. And we look at that. I mean, is that the cause? Do, you, do y'all all believe that that's the cause of our demise? Is this drug abuse, or you know, or is this some, a way that they're using just to try to frame us as bad people or as a bad culture? I mean, ultimately, they put the drugs in our community, so it's it's so. It's so much with that. So yes, it's a problem. Yes, you know, it's on us to get get over that problem. But the systemic like the stem of it, the root of the problem goes back to the drugs. We don't we don't make the drugs. We don't you know, so it's like, all right, we, we, we are we are doing the drugs, yes. But, you know, why is the drugs in our communities in the first place place? Why is the guns in the communities in the first place? You know what I'm saying? Most people have it's quicker access to a gun than it is to learn how to start a business in the hood, you know? So those are questions that I think should be really be asked, but that's my opinion on it. Just to echo that, I think that, um, you know, we have to ask ourselves what the criminalization of drugs does to society and does to certain communities. And, you know, I think if, the evidence is clear is that the war on drugs, you know, starting under President Nixon has been awful in terms of devastating specific minority communities and just overall creating all of these black markets that can't be regulated. And so I think it was, is it Portland recently that I think just decriminalized almost all drugs? And so if, if, if we decriminalize these substances, then businesses and the government can regulate them. And we don't have the issue with, you know, people killing each other, this black market, you know, dark alley situation. And we can actually, you know, create businesses um, out of, um, you know, legalization. So you think they should be, you think drugs should be legal? I do. I do. So including, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, you know, um, you know, things that as a society that we can put in place to prevent, you know, addiction, because obviously addiction is another huge issue we could talk about. But I think overall, I think the pros outweigh the cons in terms of actually regulating drugs, as opposed to, you know, having these cartels kind of uh, distribute them. Um, <laughs> this is a funny conversation because it's kind of like, can we just admit like the war on, the war on drugs is kind of like a joke. Um, I say that because it's too many different dynamics to go on to want to stop 
to want to make drugs legal. If that makes any sense, like, why would I make drugs legal? It supports my, my, my United States government system. I can put money in my pocket. Then, it's, 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 then you're going to be able to tax it. <laughs> and I can send your ass to jail and still pay for the community to send you to jail in which you get criminalized for it. And then so, free labor. So then we got to ask who would it hurt most if we do make drugs legal? See, that becomes the country. <laughs> but then they even tell people that and to be in the Bible Belt. You see what I'm telling you when we was talking earlier about people don't believe in truth. If you were to say something like that in a newfound element, like we were talking about Malcolm and Elijah, now we got the same demonstration going on. As far as my grandfather, Elijah, you crazy as hell. We can't have these insomniacs and zombies and people of the underworld running around with this shit not understanding like me and you economically you would kill a lot of the government side show actions going on but to have a mind even capable of conceiving that in the mildest terms and you talk about religious restraints the bible belt think about where we gotta go how many X's we gotta cross before we even get cause I'm in the greens I see Cause it's a choice to me. Besides the harder drugs, the only problem I have with the harder drugs is when you talk about the disparity of culture. Is how is it that crack men around destroying the Afrocentric culture and heroin and things of that nature that was employed by the government and by the European society, but you had um, things of Percocets and uh, what you call those opioids come along, but you got a a bigger criminal response and a bigger rehab response to that versus that you have in the element that's dealing with the Afrocentric community. Because then you have to follow the money. If you follow the money, you follow the drugs. The drugs, the money and the drugs are opioids. But look at who it affects. So we have to we have to seize assist to that because it affects that culture. That's my own. That's the pride that we don't have in our culture. See, that's the difference. That's why I was telling you that. You know, when we was talking earlier. So you saying that because you saying that because DMX was a black man that they didn't really give him the assistance that he needed. And what I'm telling you, if you was a black man and you was mentally stable, understanding when it goes past marijuana, you talk about hard crack and what it does to your body. If you really cared about yourself, how can I care about a homosexual community? How can I care about a woman when? I'm on this type of drug and I don't care to use this type of drug. See, you got to have a certain sense of a level of hierarchy. If if you talk to the wealthy, they look at marijuana as a dirty drug, but cocaine is an elegant drug because of the different dynamics that it leaves. You got to understand when you smoke weed, it leaves ashes and all type of residue everywhere. Whereas you can go in with cocaine and it's the slightest of residuals. You get what I'm saying? It's just the effect of when it gets out of hand into a harder drug. So that's what I'm saying. Who does it affect? What does it affect when you're following the money? And if you're going to say we're on drugs and why, then that's what we got. I'm sorry, Chuck. Examine the nature of addiction, too. So, like, what is addiction? What does it mean to be addicted to a substance? Absolutely. You know, we know that the individuals from a lower socioeconomic status, you know, because they're overworked, because, you know, they have, you know, families to feed because of all of these factors and they're, you know, experience segregation, discrimination every day of their lives. Um, 
that's going to lead to the cycle of addiction because they're under chronic stress, right? So, you know, we have to look at poverty too. You know, if we want to talk about drugs and the way that, you know, drugs kind of, you know, impact our communities. I agree. Then you go into, that's why I say so many levels because how many you building out, then you go into the whole thing that I've been, that's what you on the side of kind of like the Unabomber with the Industrial Revolution. Like, why does a house cost this much? To be under chronic stress. Why are my bills, like who dictates the bills to be this high? All these are symptoms of what we're talking about. But guess who has the control and definitive power over that? It's not people that look like me. It's people that look like you. So it's always a circle back when the numbers add up. Let me let me ask you this, uh, Jake. Uh, what do you think about black people separating and like having their own like system and their own government and their own everything? Great question. Um, you know, it's it's interesting uh, um, that when you were talking about, um, I think it was um, Elijah. Muhammad earlier in the nation of Islam, you know, I don't know much about their kind of philosophy, but on a personal level, you know, I need to, I guess, educate myself more uh, because I haven't really thought about it. Um, but I do agree. I think with you guys, I think you might generally say this, that our system, what we're currently doing now under capitalism in the United States, I think it's broken. It's fundamentally broken. And so you know, I don't know the solution, but I'm, you know, not necessarily opposed to a kind of different arrangement, you know. But how will that, I mean, that's, and that's actually good, but my thing is how will that work? How would, how can we see that in America? That's a great question. How can we see it in America when we have one system of government? We have, you know, we have one president, you know, we don't have a white president, a U.S. and then we have a, I'm sorry, we don't have a, one U.S. president, we have a black president. You know, we only have one president of the United States, and that's one of the branches of government. We have one system of judges that's controlling everything. So how can we, we like I said, and even when it comes to police force, like they have their own set of police force. So how can we separate ourselves within something that's already established? Well, I can answer this two ways, but the way I want to answer it first is saying that uh, technically all we need is um, our own community. So like how you go to Asia Chinatown and you see none but China businesses, that's all we really actually need to develop some type of economic force and be able to kind of use that and leverage that to do more. So that's the, that's, that's the start. At least having something you can call your own. So you can, you gotta, you gotta start there. And then you can talk about like government and talk about like, you know, all the other stuff. But then I want to also touch on like, do y'all know about there's certain uh, people that have that that are in the, in the U.S. but they have their own you know situation within the U.S. Um, yeah. I believe they're called um, damn you know like I think they're with an A. The I don't want to misspeak since we are yeah we on you know, camera so nonetheless though but is there are people that that do have their own situation going on within the U.S. and the new the government knows about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it can be done. It's just it, it, it raised the question that who don't want to see it done? 
And that's another thing. Like, just think about in the 1920s, that, that actually did happen with um, Tulsa, Oklahoma. They had a whole black community, and black then like, it was destroyed by the government. You know, they pretty much bombed the whole city. So if we decide to do it again, I mean, should we think about that could possibly happen again if we do decide to do that? Because, like, now if you think about it, here, we're in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta is pretty much – that's that that's that black city that everyone's looking at right now. Like everyone looks at Atlanta as that's like the black Mecca of America. Right. So and this thing about now, we're scrutinized right now. They just started a whole city called South Fulton a few years ago. Um and this thing about things that comes with that. They had a new mayor, they have their own police force. You know, this thing about the things they that they're doing there. Like, is it working? Like, does it can y'all see us prospering from there? Do you want me to answer that for yes. you? Because I personally can. Yes. All right. <laughs> The whole city of South Fulton. I'm glad you um, brought that out. Um, back again with the Elijah and the brother Malcolm thing. So we're going to correlate this whole thing. I don't know why you need a city of South Fulton if you're going to say the city of Atlanta is black. Not only that, see, the thing about moving forward is you have to let go of what we're talking about now, issues. We have a mayor of Bill Edwards in the city of South Fulton. Why do we have a city of South Fulton? It made no sense for you to be incorporated and you're unincorporated. Somebody asked me why. Because if you're unincorporated, it's going to help your people more as far as in the long run because there's a lot less stuff they don't have to pay for on the land. When you incorporate as a city, we have to pay for everything down our own trash. When If I'm with the city of Atlanta, I don't even have to pay for trash like my grandmama. So you tell me what justices you did more. Your taxes are higher, but your property value ain't high enough. To support the taxes. So where is that money going to? Because you can't effectively subsidize housing in your own, I guess you could say. And I don't want to talk about this because this is what makes a black. And I explain to people like this. If you don't think your elite black males don't date the sisters. And my sisters got mad. But just think about it. And I had threw a name out there. didn't even know it. We was talking about Cory Booker. And now he doesn't have a sister for a wife or a commitment. Kamala Harris doesn't have a brother for, but how many brothers and sisters, if we go by suffering from what he's talking about, we suffering from, can you remotely be with in your culture that's even operating on that level? I think that's a, that's cap. Yeah. No, I'm asking. No, it's, no. Not, it's, not, it's not a right or wrong. That's what's happened. I don't say that they like it or not. I'm just asking mentally, you know what I'm saying? How could you? That's the only question I have. I don't think you should or not, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, I feel like when it comes to those situations where people decide to go out their own race, um, it's ultimately their choice. But right. I think that um, the brother of mine, mm-hmm. he, 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 he talked about this yesterday with us. He said that um, when, and this is going to be controversial, but. That's cool. That's, that's what we're here. That's what we're here for. We yeah. got censored, though. So yeah, that's, that's what we're here for. So, nonetheless, so Kobe Bryant, right? Okay. One of the best basketball players ever. Right. You know, he married a Latino. Correct. Okay, so what my bro was saying, and I and I see his point, and I can actually reason with it as well. What happens to black wealth is that we don't, if we don't marry, like the, he said, the most the most revolutionary thing you can do is marry a black woman. So mm-hmm. if you want to be revolutionary, you think you, if you really want to be revolutionary, you got to marry a black woman. Because that set up the structure that you're going to build on and foundation you're going to build on. Because when you build on, you know, you with your Latino and then, you know, you, you already know she going to have family members as well. Mm-hmm. You dividing the wealth. 
So mm. it's split now. You so some gonna go to the black community, some gonna go to the Latino community. You know, and ultimately, it's not as if we're trying to divide the communities, but it's a it's a need for us to establish our own. So even 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 when you 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 date a, a Latino, when y'all have kids, it almost allow them to have that room to say, what if they decide to want to date a Latino or Asian or white? Mm. Now the the money, the wealth is even further divided. So the money is moving. So if if if, if Kobe would have just married a black woman, and I'm not going that Kobe because Kobe, mm. no, that's cool. He's that you know we all look up to Kobe. Okay, but essentially it's a it's a lesson in that as well because it speaks to. Kamala Harris and she even said she don't consider herself black so I don't know if you want to even use her as a I'm just we already went over there yeah yeah yeah, I mean me and him go ahead because I'm touching things that me and him didn't touch yeah 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 so that's funny go ahead so so those type of things dilute what can be you know wealth transfers right because as you continue to go on the money continue to get divided upon communities and then before you know it, it's all out the black community. So we don't. And then another topic is the black dollar only circulates in our community for six hours. Yeah, we know that. So we don't even get a chance to even have a have a. Ha- we don't have community. That's not community. That, that seems like you get this paycheck on Friday, and then by the morning you don't spend it on some liquor. But you gotta understand about your community. I ain't want to interject. I was gonna let you go. Go ahead. Um, I just don't know if segregation separating out races um, seems like it might lead to more, you know, conflict uh, in the future. I don't know if that is the direction we want to go. Um, you said separation or segregation, because that's two different things. Can I, can I, can I help him out? He's what you talking about. You just use like a little bit of the wrong word. You talking about separatism and, 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 Forms of I get I get where you're going. How you gonna have a whole but have separatism as an intermingling circle in the mix of ha- trying to have a whole country? Go ahead. I get where you was going because that's what you're talking about separatism. Yeah, or just even you know having you know you know um, encouraging other black people to marry other black people. Well, that's mm-hmm. not that thing. I guess my philosophy seems like you know, we should kind of, you know, be more diverse, right? We should, right. we should, instead of doing this kind of, you know, keeping communities separate, you know, why not allow this intermingling to happen? Gotcha. The reason why you should is because what I just said about having something to build on, you know, you, white people have something that they can, they can, they have hella history mm-hmm. to build on because of, the you know history with slavery and stuff, so they have that. We don't have anything to build on, and then when we allowed, when we got out of slavery, and we felt as the, and then things started to get better, or quote unquote in our mm-hmm. eyes. So we started to think, okay, well, white people, we we can intermingle with white people now because guess what? So that was that was old news. Don't don't worry about it. And you know that's somewhat you know there's something there as you can look at, it, but ultimately. If you don't have a, it's like going, it's like it's you like talking about a sacrificing a few for the whole. But the thing about it is, because that's what you're essentially talking about. Because the thing that a lot of black women cry out about, and Paul can attest to this, and I attested this on camera. Like they say, they don't cry about 
the the dudes in prison that's getting locked up that they saying it ain't no good black men. They crying about the black men that walk away from the community and culture as they saying it. But as my sisters, are you equipped to handle that type of man that you never ever handle? It's a lot to handle somebody that's worth millions. And and that's good. I'm, I'm sec- oh, I'll go ahead. No, I was just I was just wanted to say because I know them two had the floor. I just wanted to because I understand what he's saying. It, it's a lot, and to ask. And I like how you brought that up because it's believing in fact and speaking truth to power. Even, you know, we were talking earlier about our community having self-conflicted and inflicted pains. How do you say you want to have, you want to maintain your integrity and say that I don't want my people, but I want a world that accept me as I am as a whole world, but I don't want to date outside my culture. That's kind of segregate, separate, separating yourself from the from society to become whole. So then I understand your point because that's a great point to say. How can we become whole to be like a finger, but you don't want a bad finger on your hand because then you got to cut it off like diabetes. You're trying to say how we can be this finger or this hand but maintain the integrity of that finger. The scientific answer would be you can't. You get what I'm saying? But people don't like to believe in truth because to be, become whole, you have to assimilate. That's the whole thing of becoming whole. Like when you become married, the fraction ain't give me 50-50 if you want to become one entity. The fraction is one over one. That's where the hard part, immersing your whole being into somebody else's whole being and coexisting as one with regularly strategic decisions and foresight and direction. The problem is we never get with each other on them pillars. And that's a good way to segue into um, the George, I'm not going to call it the George Floyd case, but (laughs) I call it the Derek Chauvin case, murder case. Um, I'm sure, as you know, George Floyd, uh, I believe he had a white girlfriend. Am I correct? Unfortunately, yeah. He had a white girlfriend. Unfortunately, I don't know about unfortunate, but go ahead. (laughs) I don't know why it's unfortunate, but... (laughs) But he had a white girlfriend, and I know a, a lot of people feel that was part of the reason why why he got killed too. Because he had a white girlfriend. Well, it, it was. Well, I ain't never heard that one. Well, <laughs> I want well, it is. Well, like, I, I, I got to hear this one. I mean, even, <laughs> everybody looking. I so got Derek Chauvin. It. Derek Chauvin. Okay. From my understanding, he already knew George Floyd before this even happened. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had multiple multiple cases. I think he worked with him before as a cool. security guard. Yeah, I think I heard that. So, so you think about that, and then you see this white girl, white girl on the stand testifying against him. You know, you got to put two and two together. What is this really about? And then, you t- then they add in drugs and all this other stuff. So just think about this case is, is one of the biggest, probably the biggest case ever. That so the ever white had. girl testified against George Floyd. That's what you're saying? No, she, no, she testified on his behalf. That's what I thought. Yeah, she did. So where do we get in conflict the interest of this white guy? I guess that's where I'm trying to put it. Well, he probably don't want to see his, yeah, he, I think his, like, his white woman with a black man. That would have looked like it. Like yeah, because you think about so it came so so we always we thought that the he was he was on his neck for eight minutes and forty six seconds, but after reading the case, he actually was on his neck for nine minutes and twenty nine seconds. So you, you you think that has to be some personal intent against that? And then when they see show the the white girlfriend, and then he knew them already beforehand. Like what what do you think? What do you think he's thinking about? Can I ask you something, Jay? You a white guy, right? Right. Okay, and I'm a <laughs> black guy, right? Because I be having to break this down common sense-wise. When people want to say, I want to destroy something, or I want to be vindictive, systematically, you know what? If black people thought, like how John Adam Smith and it, they did, and people of color wanted to decimate white culture, what would they do? They wouldn't complain about dating white women. You would pillage white women. 
Because who has the stronger gene genetically? Wait, was that the question? <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm just telling you, you're a white guy. I'm a black man because I just want to make sure I'm not tripping. Like, as much as people want to talk about maintaining their culture and their integrity or even taking over a culture, if black people use common sense scientifically with the skin complexion and what the degrees of laws that European society has set before us, even the 3% law, how they even see children to this day, what would black people do to commence if they wanted to be the superior race of the culture. To me, it just tells me that black men need to start fucking. Mm, it's flawed. I'm, no, 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 no. Listen, listen to what's going on. I said the gene. What is the stronger gene? Melon is always strong. That's what we're talking about, washing out white. That was always been a decree of the genetic genotype of African, Afrocentral, Negroid people. That's why we was kept contained because you didn't want to mix because as you can see, just like the print, it's no different than the queen. This is the queen of the, what she said. One of the controversial remarks that the queen just made to Megan was, I was worried about the complexion of my child. Yeah. Think now, about now that. I want to talk about that too with, with Megan and Harry. Like, yeah, they, they are interracial couple and, and look how they're getting treated in the UK. Like, Absolutely. they had to leave and come here <laughs> away from their family. But why is that, why, why is that new though? I think with this association historically with the notion of blackness being associated to, you know, being dirty or negative, right? And that association, you know, still finds its way into the news today. And I think Harry and Meghan are a great example of that, right? So to not be white means not to be pure, means, uh, you know, not to be uh, good in a lot of ways. And so that association, I think, still haunts us. And it's uh, unfortunate that, you know, there's such implicit systemic racism in the United Kingdom that literally the prince of England had to move away to get away from the racism. And that just, I think, says volumes for how much work needs to be done around this issue of white privilege and how white people don't see that privilege. And not only that, the kind of language that we use when we talk about um, issues surrounding racism. I guess I got a question. Why would it be shocking that, the, I guess my whole issue with the whole queen situation, it was never shocking to me because I told him before it happened and was talking, that, that that situation was going to take place. The difference between the generation now is we don't understand what was all going on. I asked the older guy that. He was just like, I'm just surprised she's still alive. Because hmm. royal people are, if you know the history behind royal people, just like we talking about Jesus and the king, it's nothing new. They are self-cleansing people. So I don't understand this effect of her getting put in out the house. It's just like you don't put your mixed breeds with your thoroughbreds. That's what they classify themselves as. But you made my point that we go back to is how Afrocentric people see themselves and their worth. You see how royal families see their worth. Hell no, nah, we not letting no mud in here. <laughs> you, you damn right. I told a lady the other day, but it's not funny. Now you see what I'm talking about, Paul, when it comes to this. I said, we treat our dogs better than... 
and I said black women, even when they choosing men, people treat their dogs better than y'all choose men to lay up in y'all. They get so offended. But last time I checked, when you have a dog, you go for an eye test, snout test, Achilles test, a, a back stretch test. Make sure, look at all the tests we doing here. Looking at how the dog, it is a lot to purchase a thoroughbred dog. So when you look at yourself as a breeder, that's what type of dog you going to accept. It's no disrespect to the royal family. That's why when you asked me that question, I wanted you to see the difference in what we had going on with your coach and our coach. It's how we see ourselves. Them folks royal. What y'all thinking, they not paying no attention to what y'all thinking about because this is a normal day to them. They probably like these people got off late because they would have been there and killed Megan. Princess Diana wasn't nothing different. Come on, bro. Uh, 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 the driver drunk of a, of a royal family. That's fucking. A, that's that's like having committed um treason. Yeah. Ain't nobody you you can't you can't think that people are this crazy. But I just I, that's what I want to hit you with, Jake. Like, just you know, with that <laughs> going on, because I don't understand too. If you want a whole country. You want separatism. If you want separatism, you want separatism. So which one is it that you want? Do you want to mix and mingle and be a self? Because I'm a little confused with my culture myself a little bit. You, no, no, no. This is serious business. Because you can't make something that's not possible seem like you can't make lemons without lemonade without any scrap of lemon. You can't want us to come together in facets that you want us to come together, but you don't want to mingle. So you feel like pretty much when it comes to black people, they feel like we should mingle together, but the white people don't think about that. What are you asking for? See, the thing with black people, you're like he's saying, you're asking for equal rights to white people. You're not asking for equal rights among yourself because if you want equal rights among yourself, you'll go to your community leaders, fight your drug lords, and try to get all this shit straight in your community. You saying you want equal rights with white people, so you have to be able to assimilate the, the things that they do. Who who's saying that though? Who's saying they want equal equal, that's, equal rights for white people? That's essentially what we're saying when you want to say we treat it as does. You going about my like he's kind of like on my granddaddy threshold, but <laughs> it's kind of hard to say. Nah, my granddad believed that assimilation was the worst thing for white people because it it like you said it disregarded all the importance and it strict us from how we moving forward and the growth and our pride and where we would have been at. All right. That's what you, I know what level you on with it. But what I'm saying is now that we're at this level, what are black people asking for? If you're asking to be treated as white people equally, but that's then you, not going to happen. Like, I don't understand. Why do y'all think that's going to happen? As I never said I did. As long, I'm speaking um, general. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why do y'all think that's going to happen in their system? That's why I keep going it's back not to possible, the point is of it? going to like, if we have our, like, look, I'm not necessarily saying like, look, look, if you a black person and you just love white women, then... Hey man, you know it is what it is. But ultimately, to get to our level of ex like excellence, you're gonna have to cast on for yourself. That's just the bottom line. My, everybody not, said it. Everybody, you're said right. It. But so, my thing is, what it, what are we asking for as a people? I believe Man. we need to ask for. We need to get some type of system that we can get behind that's completely funded and created by Black people because everything that we had, except. I got, I'm, and this is my bias. You all good. The, 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 the Nation that. of Islam. 
Nation of Islam, in my um, opinion, was one of the few things, maybe the Black Panther Party as well, but just few things that wasn't funded by a white party. So if you go to the civil rights movement, it's funded by Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right. right. So it's like, if they got funds in it, they're going to have a a, a a play on how it's going to go and, and where, where it's going to go. They're going to have a hand in every single thing. So if you're if you're trying to get equal rights or if you're trying to fight for liberation for your people with the funds of white people, it's like, all right, like, can you be taken seriously? Probably not. So the the question comes back to us and not only us, but just we just have to really we have to understand what's going on. So but you vote in a system every day as far as taxes or what? Just period. What do you mean? Like going to you go to the polls and vote in a system every day. And, it, I, and I can say everyone does not vote because I know everyone does not vote. But in the same token, everyone does pay taxes. So you, regardless whether you vote or not, you still in a you still in the American system. What what I'm saying is, it's just like us for me and this, for me and Jake, it won't change. Like I was telling you about a third party, you got to get the hell out of both parties. You ain't gonna go to the Democratic Party that used to be something that was built off of and change the dynamics. You little black people or you little new version white people. Because it don't work like that. Because the system of having the parties is so it could, if you understood the system of capitalism or how it was developed, is to throw people off when it's in time of chaos to get agendas moved. But if you don't understand that, you're going to always be voting for a party. The party system was never set up for us to be able to have liberation. It was always set up for confusion. So how you going to come along and make it unconfused? What? <laughs> Certainly the two party system I think is uses a way to control people into splitting Absolutely. them into, into two camps. But I think it's an illusion for us to think about even trying to get out of the system. Because anywhere you go on the planet, you're gonna find the tentacles of capitalism. And you're going to find this huge globalized structure that now kind of inhabits the planet. I mean, you know, so I don't know. Of course, we can establish small communities, right? But, you know, we still have to pay taxes depending on where we're at. So I just don't know if there's a way to get out from under everything. And I'm trying to envision how, you know, we can change things without, you know, trying to, to build this kind of separatist um, idea. I mean, I agree with him. I mean, that's why I talk, said, Jay, I think the best thing is a third party because you definitely can't get out the system. So hold on. Are we, are we under the, are we under the impression that is this like a black and white topic or are we looking No, at no, no, no. This is actually an economical topic. Okay. So how to get, how to, if you want it, because the thing that me and him talking about now is different things of if you're asking for it, what are different ways to go about getting it because it's a method and what we're asking for things or people want things but they're not even going by the right methods of getting it like you can't ask for this to be a whole nation not you majority of the people want a whole nation but they want to have their separate integrities to their culture that's not going to happen. You have to wash out because you have to join to make a whole. You have to have a gray area at this point. But if you want to see. Why can't we have our own independent situation similar to China mm -hmm. and we barter with 
the U.S. and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like why can't we have our own? Because you don't have you don't have the same shit that's set up like China. Like Chinese are the strongest people, just like Asians. But you got to understand the country that they come from to be China. See, every time they come over here, you have to understand that's why economically they talking about border control, but they not talking about y'all. They talking about them because when they come over here and they purchase land, they not purchasing land for themselves. It's for their country and everybody else. So now, just like Mexicans, Hispanics, Latinos, when they come over here, they're not getting money for their self. They're getting money for their people, so they're taking their resources and sending it back to their country. That's a whole different dynamic. So then, guess what? So you're basically saying black people just fuck. We don't have nowhere to go. We kind of stuck. It's what you're asking for, and what is it that you want to come together and do? Like, like me and you, we don't know what the... We don't know what black culture asking for. But if you ask a Jew or you ask Vietnamese or you ask Korean, they know what they're standing on. They know what they're living for. It's just like why they get married. Well, that goes back to the topic of uniting on a one common central ideal and viewpoint. So we we, we look at, I'm going to bring it up again. The nation no, I ain't saying that. Go ahead. I ain't saying that. The, the nation of Islam yeah. has, has literally set up what they right. feel will, will help black people and what right. will, will help us have our own situation. Not only that, but what we would be able to ask for, um, ask for from the government to be able to say, like, all right, look, we, just give us a little land. Give us a little bit of this. Let us do our own situation. And, like, we're not necessarily saying, like, we're not. See, the thing I think people get misconstrued is, like, we're never going to say, like, all right, we, it's like a, because he said something about, like, it wouldn't help as far as, like, Unity or something like that, or like you said something about that too. As far as like the, the well, total, he, I, I I get his he, philosophy behind it. But what I'm saying is, why does it work for every other race though? Like, why like, can't we have successful business and practice with other races? But when it comes down to 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 wanting to do a, let's say you just want to do, a, I give you, I give you, I give you one better. Yeah, Jay, most of my white partners, we talked about this. When they go home, they go home to a lot. I'm just talking about to a degree of a lot less stressful situations. You get what I'm saying? You asking me why? It's different from if I go home as a kid. We talking about the growing structure, and I go home. Not every white person does this, but a lot of white people can go home to a stressless factor of life where they don't have to worry about the fish in the bowl concept of going home, not having to even talk about these issues. So then we have to take it a step further when you ask me that and you ask me about the triumph, things that you want to do in the having self-pride. So if I come home to this, if I'm a parent feeling like I got this great child starting out, now I got to raise this child for the adversities they face, it's a whole different segment way into life. With that segment where the life is going to be different from me in your life. So if you're asking me, we have to... We have to have realistic views of what we want to have come back to us. Just like with white culture, you asking, you saying we want the same rights. Cool, but we're not in our system. We're not going to have our system, so let's come on back home right now. Even though you may want that, right now we don't have that. Even if you want to start that, why can't we start Right now, our people like me and you know are too cynical, jealous, and a lot of other things for that to take place right now, groundbreaking. I could tell you two people right now that wouldn't get on the same street and probably walk. I don't know how to... Go ahead. I think, too, that, um, you know, 
that white people need to, you know, um, do the work themselves and reflect on their own privilege and on the kind of institutional power dynamics that they put in place, that are in place to keep certain communities, um, you know, uh, segregated or discriminated against. And so the white people need to do the work, right? And I think that there's not, and that's why I was happy to see, even though this isn't a race issue, but with um, the Georgia voting law, um, having the baseball game be moved because of pressure from Coke, pressure from other corporations from Delta, we need these kinds of entities to stand up to not only you know, issues around voter suppression, but also around race and, and make it mandatory, you know, that if you're going to, um, you know, work for one of these corporations, you know, there's a certain expectation that you can have awareness of your privilege, right? Not only your racial privilege, but maybe your economic privilege, right? And so, you know, I just get tired of seeing white people reach out to black people and say, how, you know, how can I not be racist anymore? Right? Like I think white people need to look in their own community and figure that out for themselves. Well, they don't know. I mean, it's hard to do when you don't, you don't know why you're somewhere in the first place and you come out so innocent. See, that's what's hard to do as a white person. Like, all children come out innocent. It's just like we talking about now, what we have to gear kids towards. Like a black parent before it come out the womb of innocent is already contaminated by the fact of how I got to live and walk on a tightrope as a black person. Versus a white person, it's a whole different way of coming up. That's what kind of I was getting at. So to even come to that ending point that you do as constructively put together, it's kind of hard because it goes back to how do you see yourself functioning in the culture then you functioning in the culture in the world that you're in? And we're going to segue into um, our next topic, which we were talking about um, Derek Jackson and his whole cheating fiasco where he brought his wife on um, on social media to explain, you know, what he did and had her up on there and things of that nature. And then we're going to talk about, you know, white people in marriage. We're going to end off with that. But we're going to start with the uh, Derek Jackson um Story. So, if anybody want to talk about that, as far as you know, what he did, like we know, quote unquote, he's the relationship guru, as so to speak. Um, so, how do y'all feel about him being the epitome of relationships that Black women look up to, and now they're kind of are hurt and tarnished because they fear they just find out, oh, he cheated on his own wife. So, why would I be listening to him when he cheated on his cheated on his wife? It's kind of like the topic of like the church and how the pastor is. Telling the the people what not to do, but meanwhile he doing hella shit behind closed doors, and you know how that go. So like, to me, it it goes back to just people just not being genuine, and and also that you know a lot of people that you know are portraying certain things are just not real, and you can't trust it. You know what I'm saying? And most times the truth would be revealed, it would come out, and you end up seeing their true colors. And then at that point, you can kind of determine whether or not how you want to deal with that that person. So am I surprised that the person I talk about relationships all the time is secretly scheming? No, because it's like, yo, like it's almost like you was doing that for like a overcompensation because of 
You know what I'm saying? Like what you was doing in your real life. So it's like I'm, I'm not surprised. Make it yeah. That one saying that how they always make it. I, yeah. Today's level of making it is not nothing on nothing good. <laughs> I'm just saying, ain't that like Wait, you so you're talking about like making it as far yeah, as Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Success. It doesn't as far as shocking me, isn't that how everybody make it? Is is now it's the storm before the rise. It ain't the ride before the fall no more. It's like we got to have some some fuck shit going on. Prime example, Takashi Six Nine. I never even really paid attention to when he rapping. When all this stuff went down, oh man, you can't let him go. I know his. I know he got to be trendy. I just know Takashi, and we talking about a full blown snitch and everything. Dubbed the whole culture of gangs that been came that has come up. Through now, now, that has come up through the rain. Now, don't you think somebody black should have asked themselves, how this person not of our culture infiltrate and do this much damage? Nah, we too big and focus on so much of the snitch and the craziness in him that he making money off of this controversy that he always had a plan for. And whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, he knew he was going to start some craziness to make this. It was up to us to follow, and we just get sucked up every time. And not even just that. This time of relationship, he was he was really bashing bashing black men like on on what they were doing. So I think it was dip, deeper than that. Like you kind of was persecuting black black men as if we weren't get, we didn't have our stuff together. And like now you're you come with a separate story like saying, oh well, I cheated. Like Steve Harvey had the number one book. Four day laws of power was number one for for some. So the controversy is the chaos is the selling point. That's the selling point. If it's something good, it's just like a woman wanting to, you know how many women told me, Jason, I mean, we say we want something good, but we really don't want a good man. That's in our culture. You know how many women done told me that and then looked over and told me how many men they done got, Um, let me see, that they done looked over or they done got with. So that tell me in my whole stigma that my women and men don't know what to identify with what they need. That's true. I mean, I got, I got, I'm sorry, Jake. Uh, you know, him being hypocritical, uh, trying to give relationship advice, you know, in <laughs> the meantime, in the background, you know, he's cheating on his wife. I, you know, what I wonder is, does that make us question uh, monogamy? Like, is that natural? Is it natural to be in one relationship with someone? Or it might maybe, you know, like the LGBTQ community, you know, pop, people are polyamorous now. You know, being in multiple relationships. I don't even get it. It's just no discipline. <laughs> it's just no. Everybody's everywhere, bro. I don't. I don't know. You know, well, I. Some people like to say, like in in <laughs> Africa and other countries, they have multiple wives. So I mean, is that what we're trying to go towards? Those natural. But the problem is, people can't handle what. See, my thing about it is, if you have set, like you having threesomes and people get mad that this shit don't go right or Ti. Bro, you can't live like a God as a mere man. And then when you get God-like results to come back, you can't handle it. You can't handle the chest. You can't handle to be chastised about having this many women. Because you're only a human. See, that become the conflict. You can't handle saying I'm sleeping with two different sexualities because you're only a human. It was never in regards for you to live like a God. But when you live like a guy and you get persecuted like one, because that's what you're saying. If I can hold the staff in two hands, you got to have the holy power of two people. 
Because you got to think about the time you taking away from another individual. You also are a progression stopper. Not only that, you're dictating other people's lives as long as you keep them in a relationship with you. See, now you got another person's life in your hand when you have multiple things going on. You're not just wasting your time with a person. You wasting That's God-like things. So when you get in these detrimental results, you ain't doing nothing but following the grade to the, to the God-like detriment. It ain't nothing bad like Derrick Jack. You up here speaking about being holy, really pissing in God's face the one that you serve because that's the principle that you stand up you done told us by. But now you got all these women. So you living of the standard of whom? Hypocrite. But more so of a guy because you should be able to pick and choose who you have as a delicacy and as a man. That's what guys do. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, maybe the idea, you know, that the, we privilege, you know, uh, um, you know, being in a relationship with one person and causes this kind of you know, having to be secret and with mistresses or other people. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the the negative part of it that you know causes backlash. Um, but um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Is it natural to just be in in one relationship with someone, or is it you know maybe more natural to to be more free? So what I want to ask Jake this. Go I ahead. just want to because Jake, we had a question before you, and I wish you was here to answer it, man. Because I asked him with cheating, is it the action or is it the lie one time before? And the thing that you're saying is really the lie that gets the people, and then it's the action that harbors <laughs> over it that puts the icing on the cake. And reason why I want to speak about that to you is because when we when we look at this whole thing of cheating or this Derek Jack of him lying. Why do we take somebody that's so human for their word to be so godlike? Like that's not a rule of thumb. So that's what I'm telling you. He's getting he's getting when you talk about privilege, he's getting privileges of a god and not as a man. Cuz now people taking your word as word of law. You see how many followers we talking about he had. That's not that's a that's a talent that's that you've been blessed with. That the voices that you heard that people can hear. Everybody can't have a following like you. So you're blessed with that following. Now, how you choose to use your fire to warm up the house or to burn it down, that's on you. But obviously, you had a talent there, and guess what you did? Misused it. There you go. And it misused it to the highest power. You went before God and got married, not nobody else. And so when you speaking on topics that you go before God and do, and then you live as a guy because you're living undisciplinedly, these are the effects you get. Why as why now am I not only seeing you judge like that and got to feel sorry for the women, but as a man, now you got to think that's imagery. That's the fourth estate. That's the media. Why now do I have to be judged by that? See, that's the critical thing. Regular people got to be judged by not even things that he could handle. Like, as a black man, I can't handle what he just went up there and did. Bro, I ain't never been on TV speaking like that and had this many women and being able to come. But guess who going to judge me now? You know how many women use Steve Harvey books and all type of stuff to say what men do? This is just another ping on the atmosphere for this. So that's what I'm getting at with you. That's why this is so detrimental and terrible, and it's a laughing stock. Why are my women getting brainwashed into believing men like this? Because it should just be a voice of reason or a piece of advice because you as a white man, why? <laughs> like, it's just crazy to me because as our culture, why are we so misled in volumes? Mm -hmm. 
That's what's hurtful about when I see black people. It's not like this group over here, like with the nation. It wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, this person, we had a disagreement over here. Bro, we had to take a whole community to kill another whole community. That'd be so detrimental with, with civil rights movement. It wasn't a fight. It was We had classism taking out other classism <laughs> to prove a point. That's what be the hurtful thing to me that me and his other brothers got to be judged at this type of foolishness. This is this is this is the product of this is the hurt part behind it when you say you want to grow. Like, why do I have to answer for this? I've always asked, why I got to answer for cats that didn't understand if I'm a cheat. Just think about it like this. At least I do give some white men credit for this. They think about what they cheating for. Like, if I'm a cheat. A person put it to a good example. Cheating or committing murder should be the same thing, if you're going to put it that way. Do you ever look out going out your house and being like, well, if I cheat on my wife, I'm risk losing my $750,000 house. I'm going to have to go back to an apartment. I ain't going to have nobody cook for me. Damn, my kid's going to be struggling. Woo, 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 woo. I'm just talking about on the black man level. And I just think about, um, it's funny you think about that, because think about rich people like Will Smith and Jada picking Smith. Like, you know, we all know the sheet, the woman actually cheated in this situation. She cheated with, you know, August Alcina. Like, and like they had a whole table talk about it, you know, and they still together. And it lets me believe, like, is that normal in a relationship these days? Um, even thinking about like Mackenzie Scott, I think she was married to the owner of Amazon. She got she got divorced by him, I, something mm-hmm. like that. He was he's worth he's worth billions of dollars. She took a lot of his money. Like, she took a lot of money. So you gotta look at this as a financial thing, like Okay, so why, why are Will and Jada still together after 24 years? And she just admitted that she had an entanglement, you know, with, with, with a younger guy. Well, look at the time that's passed. Where you going to go? Even if you say you're going to go, where you going to go when you're at that level? Your, 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 your pyramid is so small. You can't just date no common person. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, that, that's real, though. That's real. I never did what it take to make them M's. So I have to become humble. So for me to even be like that and I'm going to let it go, like, that's what just gets me off of it. Like, when they hear Beyonce cheated, okay, where's she going to go? You get to so point where your money and your time run out, your money don't match your time and the sentiments behind time. You've been with this person 20-some years, even battled them over Tupac, let probably one of your loves go. Now I'm here with him. What other man going to come in like that? With that type of stature. With that type of cachet. This is real. You talking about breaking off a marriage. That's what these young females don't understand when they just hop up talking about divorce. She's from the old school. I have to evaluate. That's what people do. Older people do. Because it's more more than just money. It's spiritual. It's physical. It's time. It's a lot of vested interests. I've been with this person. I done been through the woes of the media to stay together. Yeah, I think it's different when a man <laughs> cheat versus a woman. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you think uh, it comes with money and power to say I'm married? Do you think maybe the hurt of that? Like, power always corrupt. It's, it's uh, the principle. I think it it's the power. It's the principle. Amplify you, bro. Absolutely. That's the corruption behind it. 
<laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't have the, if you didn't have the amplification, if you didn't have the power to do what you do, it'd be no, no necessary for the eve of the apple of corruption. But it's only corrupt if you're corrupt. Like if you was already in your inner depth, so like a corrupt person or somebody that was wicked and and, and adulterous and all these other things. All it did was now you got a little money, you got more options. You finna trick off. You finna do. You finna use your money. This is this is to a dynamic truth until you in a world that circumvents you, and you've been like I said, you don't know. You got to think of how we grew up as young black men, what the money is for. We never taught that money, like me, you know, isn't true power. People are proud. It's just like the stock market. The stock is the people. The people just not intelligent enough to stop the stock and barrel. Me and you understand it. The problem is when you come to the many. That's what he talking about. That's what we on here about talking about. I mean, it's few of us, but for you to have a woman that you can talk to about this, this shit's lame. This ain't popular in our commercial. If you tell a girl, hey, babe, you know what? You want to be respected. I don't need every time a rap song come on when I walk down the street, I got to see one of y'all twerking. Twerking has got to be so desensitized, and we talking about marriage, which should be something that be confined to your man. You got to think about all the public display of sexual affection that we have that could contribute to the demoralization of our own personal, you know what I'm saying, perception of ourselves. I mean, just think about, okay, like one powerful couple, like, you know, people don't like, like to talk about him, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, right. probably the most powerful black couple, you know, that we probably know. And, and we still find problems with him. Like he's the first black president and we kind of, we crucify him as if like he did the worst job than any president we had. Like, why is it when we get people that have that type of type of stature, we're demonizing them and we're finding, we're finding every scrut we're scrutinizing them to a, the nth degree as if like. He's the worst president or the worst person we ever encountered with. I don't know if Jake can help. Jake, you gonna help us with this one? Yeah. <laughs> Jake, Jake, the one that got the Obama shirt today. Come yeah. on, Obama. Everybody rapping for him. Come yeah. on, Barack Obama. That's his president. Yeah, I mean, there's just the contrast between Trump and Obama lets you know what white people can get away with and what black <laughs> people can. Get. Yeah, I mean, you know, if a black person acted the way that Trump did. Um, he would be impeached or, you know, who knows what would happen. Right. And so um, it's just crazy to me to think that, um, you know, like with, with the couple, Michelle Obama, president Obama, you know, they have to kind of be on their best behavior in public because of the color of their skin. Right. And that's just the way, you know, things are, unfortunately. Um, but I think, you know, going back to the question of money, and to connect with power, you know, I think money always, in terms of relationships, is always going to be an instrument of power. You know, even if we want to kind of say, you know, well, I can get over it. You know, you have more money than me, but we're equal. Still, I think subconsciously, you know, the person that has the money is going to have more power. Um, so there's always going to be that kind of dynamic. And um, you know, I think with the, the Derek Jackson cheating scandal, um, you know, and even marriage, I was thinking with marriage more generally, you know, is it fundamentally, an, uh, it's fundamentally a religious institution, right, that we, you know, secularized or brought into society. Is it outdated? Is marriage outdated? Right? Yeah. And these are things that, you know, I think lead to the kind of gossip about you know, he has a mistress, uh, you know, I need uh, relationship advice, 
cheating, all of these things, you know, um, might stem from this notion of having to be with one person for the rest of your life. Gotcha. So you believe kind of more so in the matrimony versus the marriage type of idea. <laughs> I'm just saying because that's where we at with it. That's that's really where we at with it. I mean, it's not because my homeboy, he's with the matrimony. And that's what, people don't understand matrimony is totally different from declaring marriage. So explain that. <laughs> Enlighteners that don't Oh, know. my God, man. Can we say that for another show? Well, we <laughs> that's a whole different topic, bro. But well, we can't segue bro, into. That's a whole different topic. I was gonna say, well, at least to say what matrimony is, because I don't think I don't even know what it is. So, I mean, I hear people say holy matrimony. I mean, I know as far as in context, you know, I kind of thought it kind of went hand in hand with marriage, but I'm assuming yeah. you're to a degree. I, I but it's, it, some people have a difference in spiritualism versus religious restraints. Matrimony is more so of a spiritual. Level, okay, you know what I'm saying. When you get to start talking about marriage, you're talking about the restraints of some declare up under the papacy, like, you know where I'm going with when I say that, the papacy and all that and how it was formed in the restriction areas of human beings. But if you go out of matrimony, who you love is who you love at whatever, I guess, the specific situation presents itself. And we can segue into um, our last topic where we were talking about um, white people in marriage. So I know, Jake, you being a white guy on this show, like, what do you, what is your terms as, oh, how, how do white people, how do they manage their marriages, you know? Like, how how is they able to, you know, to stay together even through, they have they have their own situation, but they somehow, they just seem to get it right for some reason. And us, we're just sitting here <laughs> having divorces. When we <laughs> we'll talk about this matrimony sometime else. This okay. For, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Go ahead, Jake. I'm sorry. <laughs> White people, white people, I think, you know, have this fantasy or ideal, you know, that they want to, you know, grow up, get married, have two kids, you know, buy a house, you know, the kind of traditional American dream, right? And so they're, first of all, they um, start off from an advantage, right, in terms of their race and mostly also their eco economic status. But the you know, the institution of marriage for white people, it's, you know, just a given, right? Like there's no if, and, or but about getting married. You know, it's just kind of part of the culture. You know, I think the younger generation, maybe that's changed a little bit. You know, people are waiting longer to get married. You know, people are waiting longer to have kids, but, um, you know, it's just like even college, like for white families. Right. There's no question about going to college for a lot of white families. It's just an expectation. You're going to go to college, you know, and so it's that kind of built in assumption, you know, that not every community, you know, is is made up that way. What kind of principles do y'all do? Do y'all use like when y'all have disputes in, you know, y'all marriage, what helps you guys get over that? Um, I mean, you know, white people will go to therapy. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, we, we need that. That's what I'm trying to show them. That's what I'm trying to show them. It's a whole different, exactly. It's a whole different way of going about you laughing, but a, don't an addict go to therapy? 
Don't they have NA and AA Anonymous and all this mm-hmm. type of? I'm just saying, if you want to get better, that's where you go. But look how he started laughing. But look at what you saying. That's in your fret fabric. That song. You know where to go get help. It's just like black people, all we know how to do is call the police. That's who you need to be calling when somebody mentally is in distress. You don't need to call the police. What you say, if I need help, I need to try this first. But most people going to be like, nah, man, I just need to talk it out. And then when the police come to serve some shit and duty go down, then we all mad because they shouldn't be in there in the first place. So continue. I definitely agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even, even my my sense is that in the black community, there's a, a reluctance to go to therapy, and I Absolutely. you know I wonder I wonder why that's the case. I don't know because <laughs> I need it to, and I be well, well, I, I don't know. Go ahead. I, I just think that um, <laughs> I just think it's like taboo oh, for black people to go to therapy. You know, even you watch a lot of black movies. They're like black people don't go to movie. They don't go to therapy. They go to church. So it's like that's always been what we supposed to do: go to church. Um, but you see, a lot of people don't go to church nowadays. So it's like, okay, what else are you using, like, mm-hmm. as as a way to get better? But like to mend those relationships or that problem, yeah. For sure. So that's that's my take. I just think that um, we look at. We, I think we go to therapy. We look at something's wrong with us. We have a problem. You know, and I think we don't we don't want to be labeled as we have a problem. Because even people are like, oh. But well, look at the difference in how you talking, how he talk about therapy. You see yeah, what I'm talking about? The mental construct yeah, behind it. Kind of negative connotations. Exactly. That's how it is being a black. Now, look at this. That's what I'm telling you as a black man that we don't get behind. Like, how did we get here? Look at all these negative connotations that's sewn in your fabric of getting just getting help. Bro, look at this. This is just getting help. And it's sewn in our fabric. Like, we can't even get the right help. Like, I, you see how I'm dropping gems because it's real now. As you look, as you, me and you vibe all the time, you got to know where to start at and what question to ask to get you to the right place. Like, right now, think about it. We just going to go to church. Half the people don't even go to church if you say that. Then we just going to do this. Hell, it's all broken. We all behind the bar. If this is how they thinking, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> we calling the police when we need to be going to get a psychiatrist. All right. But we mad at the results because we don't know where to go. And then think about, I'll let you go. And then yeah. think about like, even like in the past, like when black people do go to therapy, more, more than likely it's always a white therapist. You know, it's not no one to relate to. And then they have an objective point of view. It's like, it's like a degrading point of view. It's like, okay, you have a problem. They're not going to have the same, same t- type of tone if they had a white family in front of them. It's like, okay, well, something's wrong with you. You know, the African-American, you know, they start going to statistics and all these other things. So that makes me believe, okay, dang, something's wrong with me. Like, and then sometimes they might recommend you go to a crazy ward, you know? You know, they have the power to do that. Therapists say, okay, I recommend this person go to the crazy ward. And they're going to take him to the crazy ward. So I think black people are kind of scared to tell people they have problems. You know, it might come with a negative impact. Oh, we don't even go. Hmm? We don't even go. But I'm saying, but if we ain't even got no big cases where we can even fight this battle, because like he said, and like he was just showing you the raw naturality behind this, bro, we don't go and we have a reluctance that shouldn't even be there. That's why we even get in situations and we talk about being on our one. Like we're going to say we went through this drug. Pro- I like how you brought it up, Jay, and I'm going to let you take it back. I'm sorry, because I know I'd be winded because you brought up something real great. That now you see why I always get back to on my side of the ledger when me and you be vibing. What it is, what questions are we asking to solve? Because look at this right now, what just happened that was beautiful. Look at how everybody on this side think about 
therapy and look at how you just blasted out like it's a normal look we think about going to therapy look how everybody jumped up on this side therapy shrink oh whoa wait a minute that's a soprano shit there bro like oh we don't need that you know what i'm saying but just think, I just put that on your mind because you asked me a very prevalent question about things that go on in our community and our family, but I'm just showing you things that we suffer from as a germ, as a cancer. Yeah, I, I you know, um, I think people, I think, you know, for white people, at least, you know, they have, better, they have better access to therapy, right? They have better access to healthcare. Um, and there's not that taboo or that stigma. Um, you know, I think my sense is like for black people, you know, there's there's um, a fear and rightfully so of institutions, normal institutions, you, you, that they don't trust them, right? They don't trust the government. They don't trust the therapy system, the psychology system. Just because like what Paul just said in terms of you get a therapist that, you know, because of the color of your skin or implicit uh, racism is going to send you, you know, to the psychiatric ward or something like that. Um, so, um, but, you know, how do we overcome that fear is to get more therapists, to get more people that, that represent the group in the institution, right? So more African-American therapists, more male therapists, um, you know, so that they look like us, right? So they have similar experiences as us. And it cuts down, I think, on that, that fear and that kind of implicit racism um, that we find um, in places like therapy. I question. Oh, I, want him, I want him to go because I know oh. he didn't get an opportunity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to add to, I was going to bring another light or another perspective to it and just say that um, another reason why we don't go to therapy is because a lot of us can't afford it, you know? And it's like, 90% of America is living paycheck to paycheck. You know what I'm saying? And just as that's just that's that's really where where it boils down to. We just not at that place in our, you know, in our economic we we not we're not there finance-wise to to even get to that point where I got money to allocate to a therapist cuz that costs, you know. Ain't, ain't no free therapy around this motherfucker. So it's like you got to go pay for it. So it's like that's another element that I think, you know, we, we kind of didn't really look at. But, you know, that's really what it is, I think. I don't think black people are that opposed to therapy. Some of us are. But I think when it comes down to, like, a lot of black people really just be thinking, like, I'm doing the send down with a motherfucker. And they, they tell me what I want to hear. Like, I ain't, I don't need to, I don't need to pay nobody to do that. I can just go mm-hmm. to, you know, go to my homie for that. That's kind of where our, our brain stems. But if we had access capital, and, like, I say this a lot of times, if we just had an extra three, four hundred dollars, what would that do for your for your you know, for your finances and your you know, your life and your overhead and all that. So yeah. But what would you be stymied from? See, that's the thing, another thing that I I enjoyed when y'all had this dialogue. But we got down to some meat and potatoes. Like, it makes you look back on yourself even when you say that, what he's saying, because the whole fabric that's woven into his thing is different on how he moves along in the fabric that's woven into ours. Like, we got to understand to go before we even get discriminated against. Look how everybody jumped. I ain't, you know, I used to, that therapy, I go, but I'm just saying, look at how everybody normally jump when they come to our community. We got to make the first initiative. What you saying is correct. But the problem is, 
I love the dialogue, and my bad, I'm going to skip back into this, because now we formulating what reparations need to look like. Mm. Not in the form, because now you answered your own question, does reparations need to be in the form of money? You just answered it. Hell no, nah, because the majority of the people wouldn't do nothing but give it back to the wealthy. Just by what we just had this dialogue, because you see it. Mentally, they couldn't be trustworthy enough not to even circulate the dollar enough because of what they don't even know they're battling with. What about financial literacy? What about learning that? Education. Pretty much education. But see, them the pillars. That's not education because that's not what we learn in school. I mean, he's talking about as far as like economically evolving and transitioning as the world do with the knowledge that you have. From a first-hand level. Not the school, per se. I get what you're saying. Actually learning. Anything you learn is education. So, financial literacy is a form of education. What, what, how can I get you financially liberated? Because that's what your, your goal is. Like, we have to have goals to know where we're going. When you don't want to liberate yourself humanely. See, the things that you all brought up that I love was hum, human topic humanely how you view yourself like how can i free myself in a way that you want to be free when y'all just said it i don't even know i gotta understand where i came from to know to go get help we touched on a lot of things on this show like we gotta understand our, our people have been stricken by drugs all these are chemical situations that's introduced it's not a physical but we handle it with a physical by calling the police instead of getting when we should be getting it at three years old, infant stages, the psychological support we need. See, we have to change the whole infrastructure of the system. That's what reparations look like. We need therapists in our school paid for, transition to. My bad, Jay. It should be, you know, the, the government or the state, you know, needs to be the one to help fund public services like therapy for, for not just disenfranchised people, uh, but for sure for them, but, you know, just as a public service, um, you know, and that, that goes, it's a, you know, preventative measure that, you know, I'm sure would help cut down on, you know, mental illness, um, you know, incarceration, all these different things. But the problem is, is that in America, we have a system where you're expected to kind of pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, right? Well, and, and any kind of welfare is seen as like socialist or communist. And that's keeps people in poverty, right? And so I think we have to get over that idea of being scared of socialism. Right. All right, so this is what I want to ask you, Jay, since you brought out that good point and whatnot. If 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 that is to the thing that we want and we kind of agree on what this in turn reparation we need to look like from our government, now the problem is, is going that when I tell you about the party system, how can you do that when the next moment a situation going to come up is going to it's going to prevent that from happening because, you know, we're going to say, well, the Republicans are racist. We're going to look at a whole nother topic because that's what's going to get thrown in our way every time. We're going to have a murder, but guess what? You got to stay focused on the mission. You're going to have a rape. 
But you got to stay focused on the totalitarian of the mission. When you ask me where all this come in at, see, this is the brain that heavily people have to have that only minute forces have. Like me, but it's not a popular thing to look at. Because look at how many different forms you got to go. He'll tell you I was real, and you seen me at first, I was real radical because I was frustrated at things that commonly I think people should follow. But it's not a common idea. So when you talk about what we're talking about, it has to be instilled from younger. So the problem is, is where you want to address it at, it'll be too late to address it. You can't address this in adulthood. You got to address this in childhood development. That's the problem with it. Like, you have to be able to look at the world, how it is, whatever it is, before you get 12 and 13, preteen stage, if you ever been in psychological development classes. But see, you don't have a lot of people that can go through different worlds. That's an alpha creature. That's somebody that want to open their third eye, rise above with his his his, his stance in a certain way and want to see the viewpoint of how I want to be overall with no fascism, no racism. What is it that humanely from the beginning is suffering from? And you really brought it out. We suffer from the institution of not being criminals, that's just the effect. We su- we we suffer from walking around in public institutionalism that's been given to us from birth. That's the detriment behind it. See, you can't change. You can't change somebody looking at. You can't even look at the own parties neutral. I was telling somebody else this the other day. How you say it's branded. Think about how we come up. If you're already branded that Democrat is black and Republican is 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 white, how can it ever work? Because you're already separate when it comes to, I'm sorry. Go okay, now you good. And I, I want to go into more of that, like, when you, you said about socialism. Like, it's funny how we look at socialism and communism when it's the poor black people needing things. But then, like, we don't look at socialism when Walmart is getting getting money from the government because they're <laughs> hiring people that have food stamps, you know, or they're giving money to to legislators to pass not pass uh, voting, voting suppression laws, you know. So it's like, I mean, we, when we talk about socialism, are we just talking about socialism because black people need it, or is is it socialism because in the day, you know, these companies are are getting money from the government? It's a double standard, right? Because the the government's funding these companies, um, but you know, when we talk about welfare or or you know a more systemic form of socialism, you know, it's you know, not, not looked favorably upon, right? Like it's not, you know, um, in vogue to talk about, you know, giving money to people, right? In the United States, that's seen as bad, right? Like even, you know, this past quarantine, when, you know, the unemployment insurance had the additional $600 or the stimulus checks, like that, you know, is a huge shift in the United States in terms of seeing that as more acceptable, right? In other countries, you know, you get a um, livable income from the government, right? The government gives you money to live on, right? But that's like a foreign concept in the United States. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up. So if anybody have any lasting remarks, I'll let everybody get the opportunity to give their last remarks before we end this because I know we're kind of going over time now. No, I just want to say thank you, man. I appreciate it. being invited on here. It's pretty cool. Even in pioneering, if 
you know, when you look at things, it's just been great to shape and just have a refresh. It's refreshing to have a viewpoint that's not just so ostracized by the minds of others. That's all. Period. Yeah, I was, I was, um, veggie back off what he said. I was going, but nah, <laughs> I think, uh, this has been a good conversation. I think that it's very, uh, progressive. I think that, um, something that the community needs for sure. And, um, you know, we should just keep, keep it up. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, I really appreciate, um, you know, your guys's, uh, perspective. Um, and I think that, um, you know, talking about these things, having the conversation, um, is part of the work that we need to do. And so the other half is actually, you know, implementing some of these ideas, but, you know, we got to start somewhere. So I appreciate the conversation. Thank you. And I will just end off with saying I do appreciate you all, you know. Oh, thank you, Paul. Seeing my vision, you know, and what can happen from for this. And I believe that I know that it's going to be bigger than what we see today. This is just the first stepping stone. Um, but like I said, when we go further, and we're going to actually have interviewees that come in that's actually going through situations like, you know, people that family that's going through police brutality and things of that nature and people that probably work in government that – that we can probably touch and see and get their perspective. So I'm definitely glad, glad you guys uh, decided to, you know, take into my vision. And I'm just hoping that we can see, you know, what comes from this. But we are going to end uh, this second episode, A Point of View Uncensored. Again, um, I'm Dr. Renaissance. Kimonte Martin. Jason Roberts. I'm Dr. Jake. All right, and we signing off. Thank you. We'll see you all again next week. Peace out. <laughs>